Welcome to Hogue MD, a new medical podcast by physicians for physicians. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hogue MD, where we'll dive into the background of the talented physicians practicing right here in Southern California and discuss the groundbreaking clinical work being led at Hogue. Our guest today is Dr. January Lopez, who has been a member of the Hogue Breast Care team since 2010 and is the Director of Breast Imaging at Hogue Breast Center. Dr. Lopez has been dedicated to the field of breast imaging since 2003 with her involvement in the landmark American College of Radiology Digital Mammography Trial. She specializes in breast imaging and breast biopsy and has authored several radiology manuscripts and textbook chapters. She received her medical degree from UCLA Medical School, where she served as president of the Alpha Omega Alpha Medical Honor Society, as well as president of the UCLA student chapter of the American Medical Association. She has been named an Orange County Physician of Excellence for seven consecutive years. Her commitment to radiology was recognized early on in her medical career when she was awarded the Leo G. Riggler Award in Radiological Sciences for the Outstanding graduating medical student. She subsequently completed her internship in internal medicine at St. Mary Medical Center in Long Beach, where she was named Intern of the Year. Dr. Lopez then returned to UCLA to complete her residency, during which time she served as chief resident and was the recipient of the UCLA Radiology Resident of the Year Award. She currently serves on the Susan G. Komen Orange County Board of Directors. At Hogue, Dr. Lopez leads a team of highly specialized, dedicated breast radiologists who are committed to utilizing the most advanced screening technologies to help detect breast cancer in its earliest stages. Dr. Lopez, welcome to the Hogue MD Podcast. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to have you here today. Uh, Dr. Lopez will talk about advances in breast imaging and how Hogue has positioned itself as the top breast program in Orange County. Let's get started. By now, everyone knows about the 3D tomosynthesis mammography and how it's more accurate at diagnosing breast cancer than traditional 2D mammograms. If 3D mammograms are so good, why do we still need ultrasound and breast MRI? That's a great question and a really common question that I get. 3D mammograms are really good. And mammograms are the gold standard for screening women who are asymptomatic to look for breast cancer. But mammograms are not perfect, even the 3D mammograms, especially in women who have dense breasts, meaning they have more than 50% of their breasts composed of this dense tissue with milk glands and milk ducts. There are certain types of breast cancer, not all breast cancers, some breast cancers I can see, it doesn't matter how dense your breast is, but it, sir, there are other types of breast cancers that, that can be masked or um, hidden by areas of dense tissue or other things. And it's a little scary, but there are some cases rarely where there can be quite large or advanced cancers that are just invisible on mammograms. So mammograms are good, but they're not perfect. We need other tools and we have other tools to be able to assess the breast when needed um, to look for breast cancer. So breast ultrasound and breast MRI are two other different technologies. I like to think of them, and I, I credit this to Dr. Melvin Silverstein, who is a, one of our colleagues and the director of our, of our medical director of our breast program, where he describes mammograms, ultrasound, and MRI like a spoon, a knife, and a fork. 
right? One is not necessarily better than the other. They work in totally different ways. Mammograms use x-rays. Ultrasound uses sound waves. MRI uses magnets and uses contrast. So they look and can see breast cancer in different ways, and they all have their different benefits. Mm-hmm. Is screening breast ultrasound an effective test? Is it done in place of a screening mammogram or in addition to? Yes. So I get a lot of questions about screening breast ultrasound. I think for whatever reason in the Orange County area, screening ultrasound seems to be something that um, is done more often than other areas. And there's lots of different reasons for that. Um, Screening ultrasound isn't offered everywhere. There are some centers that won't even offer screening ultrasound. And really the, the bottom line with screening ultrasound is that it is a good test and it can be good for detecting those types of breast cancers I was talking about where you can't see them on a um, mammogram, maybe due to dense breast tissue. There are downsides to doing screening ultrasound, which is that there can be more false positives. There could We can see things that aren't breast cancer and we'll end up having to perhaps do you know additional follow-ups or do biopsies of things that don't end up being breast cancer. But if we're just focused at being able to detect the most number of breast cancers and detect them earlier, screening ultrasound can be beneficial, especially in women who have dense breasts. So we, we do screening breast ultrasound at Hogue. If you looked at a thousand women, okay, a thousand women who have no symptoms and are just being screened for breast cancer, mammograms will detect somewhere between roughly four to 10 cancers. When you add screening breast ultrasound on top of it, we'll usually detect maybe three additional cancers that we couldn't see on mammograms. So it helps, we'll detect more breast cancer. But there are no studies out there that prove that doing screening breast ultrasound will reduce your risk of dying from breast cancer like there are for mammograms. There's lots of studies that show that. And it's not because ultrasounds won't decrease a woman's risk. It's because doing those studies is extremely um, cost prohibitive and takes decades to get the results from. So it's just logistically and financially not feasible to do those types of studies for ultrasound. And that really is just the basic reason why we can't say for sure that ultrasound will prevent you from dying from breast cancer, even though, in my personal opinion, I'm sure that there are are women whose lives are saved by screening ultrasound. Is it covered by insurance? Oh, I was going to answer your other question first about whether um, it should be done in in addition to mammograms or with mammograms. And definitely the answer is to do it in addition to mammograms. You wouldn't want to replace a mammogram with with a screening ultrasound because mammograms, again, are really important. And there are some cancers that we only can detect on mammograms and you can't see them on ultrasound. And those can be the earliest breast cancer. So you need both. Mammograms are important. And ultrasounds would be something you do in addition to mammograms, not instead of. Okay. Okay. And is it covered by insurance? Right. So um, that's also, it's an it depends question. So I get that question often. And um, we looked into it um, pretty recently to see, okay, women who come to Hogue and have a screening ultrasound, is their screening ultrasound covered by their insurance? And the answer is, it depends on the, on the woman's uh, insurance plan. So some plans will cover the entire um, ultra screening ultrasound with no out-of-pocket cost. 
There are other plans that will cover it, but they'll apply it to a person's deductible or copay. So there may be some money that has to come out of um, the patient's pocket for this breast ultrasound. And then I think this is less common, but sometimes screening ultrasound will just be denied as something that is, quote, not medically necessary. So that can happen. And the only way to know, there's no easy algorithm. I wish I, you know, understood all the details of insurance and healthcare. Um, but the, the, the most definitive way for someone to understand that is to call their insurance company and ask them and say, I'm going to, you know, I w- I'm going to get a screening ultrasound. What is my um, out-of-pocket cost or do I have an out-of-pocket cost? One exciting thing that I heard very recently, actually, is that there's some federal regulation that is currently in Congress proposing that patients who are under who are taking doing these additional tests like a breast ultrasound or a breast MRI and diagnostic testing there's some federal uh, legislation that we're hoping will pass through Congress and be approved mandating full insurance coverage with no out-of-pocket costs for patients so that hasn't gone through yet and we don't know if that's going to be reality but I'm very excited about that it's going to improve access for so many women who currently can't access these important tools right cost certainly should not hold people back from getting the tests that they need. Absolutely. How about how is breast MRI different from mammograms and ultrasound? Yeah, so breast MRI is I would say probably the most advanced technology we have in terms of looking for breast cancer. It's also the most expensive and the most limited resource. And MRI works really differently from a mammogram and ultrasound that sort of looks at structures. Breast MRI utilizes contrast injection. So we we inject dye through an IV. And what we're looking at is we're looking at the blood flow pattern or the way blood flows through the breast. um, And that's how it detects signs of breast cancer. Okay. Um, You know, there's been talk over the past few years about long-term effects of the contrast used with MRIs. Is that absolutely necessary when doing a breast MRI? Yes. Breast contrast is necessary because of, you know, what I described. That's how we see breast cancers looking at the blood flow pattern. There are some things under research where they're trying to see if um, we can utilize other methods with breast MRI not utilizing contrast to detect breast cancer. But As breast MRI stands today, we really need that contrast to be able to um, see breast cancer. One, I will say this topic has come up several times over the last few years, and I get patients and um, professionals, you know, healthcare professionals asking me about this recent thing that we are seeing where this contrast, we're seeing traces of it, okay? Um, For example, in the brain on MRIs, or we're seeing traces of it in other tissues. And that is something that we see, but there have been some research that has been presented looking specifically at women who are undergoing screening breast MRI, healthy women undergoing screening breast MRI, that have shown that in these women, they don't see any evidence of breast cancer depositing in the brain in these particular women. So it's really unclear. And the most important thing that we know at this time is that there's no clear evidence to show that these traces of gadolinium, that's what the contrast is called, um, these traces of gadolinium are doing anything harmful, okay? And that's really important because we've been using this contrast for decades. And, you know, we don't do it for no reason, right? We, we give contrast for important reasons like detecting breast cancer. And when we do it, there's a benefit to doing it. There, there's been no evidence to prove that these traces are doing something harmful. Okay. 
Well, that's good news. Uh, Okay, in the last couple of years, artificial intelligence has made headlines in the medical field, even detecting cancer. Incredible. So I'm curious, how is AI shaping your work on the detection of cancer? I think that uh, answer is evolving every day. And uh, I personally am very excited about AI and the prospect of what AI can do for us in radiology and specifically in breast cancer. So Hoag's actually been collaborating with um, AI, an AI company for uh, many years now, since 2019. Um, and much of the data that has been used to shape this um, AI algorithm has come from Hoag, from our mammograms and from our data. Um, so uh, we've been working with this company, have presented some research. I, I presented an abstract at the European Congress of Radiology talking about AI and how potentially AI can help us to detect breast cancer earlier um, and how it can help improve efficiency um, and how it can make us Uh, more accurate at detecting mammograms. But there's so many different ways in which AI can be utilized, in which um, AI is being utilized today in terms of not only detecting breast cancer on mammograms and making us better at doing that, but also triaging. Um, At Hogue, we read our mammograms in general the next day. So if you come in for your mammogram the next business day, your your, uh, mammogram is read. But there are other places in which maybe it takes a week or two weeks or even three weeks to get your mammogram results. And AI is being utilized to help triage those cases so that if there's breast cancer on one of those mammograms, an alert can be, you know, Mm -hmm. there can be an alert so that those mammograms and those women can be addressed right away. I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, You know, you've been the director of breast imaging since 2014. When you took over, what was your vision for the program? So my vision for Hoag's Breast Program is to offer a comprehensive service for providers and for patients. And the idea is that most breast centers or breast imaging centers are just simply places where you send a woman or a man, um, they get a mammogram or an ultrasound or an MRI, and their outcomes results and they go back to the provider. The experience at Hoag I wanted to be different, where it's really more of a consultation service, whether it's a woman with a lump, with discharge, with a strong family history or other risk factors, um, where if the provider or the patient knows that this woman needs some sort of um, care, workup, whatever, for breast cancer, they come to Hoag's Breast Program and we take care of whatever it is that they need. If a woman comes in with a lump and we start with the imaging, mammogram, ultrasound, we find something that is concerning. We transition that woman into doing um, a biopsy. We personally give results. So when the results come back, I meet with my patients and I deliver the results um, that they have breast cancer. And by the time that they find out they have breast cancer, we've already connected with their referring provider to determine which specialist treatment specialist are they going to. You know, what other imaging do they need and get that all underway before the patient even knows that they have breast cancer. And, you know, in the experience of, you know, these women and men, right, who are being diagnosed with breast cancer, that's life-changing. Um, and, and sometimes that's the worst moment of their life. So what happens next and how that happens is really important. And at Hogue, we have the full comprehensive complement of all the different aspects that a person needs in terms of 
taking care of their breast health, whether it's specialists, um, treatments, more imaging that has to take place. And we have a team of navigators that helps connect that patient from between their diagnosis to their treatment and also communicating with their referring providers to help that woman get whatever it is they need um, after their workup is done. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Lopez, for sharing all this information with me today. How can physicians in our community reach out to you if they have any questions? Um, I'm available any different way you can find me, um, reaching out to any of our Hogue Breast Centers um, through whatever number they'll be able to connect you with me. I'm open and available anytime for um, providers who are on our medical staff. I'm on Tiger Text, and my Tiger Text um, description says ready to help. <laughs> so you can reach out to me anytime, and I, I will always answer. Wonderful. Well, th- that will do it for this episode of Hogue MD. Thank you again, Dr. Lopez, and thanks for listening today. Thank you for listening to Hogue MD. If you haven't already, please remember to like, comment, and review. And subscribe to catch all our future episodes.